Right in, Glenn Mac. Now, 94 WIP. All right, Ray, a lot of stuff going on. Maybe you and I forgot to discuss something, one or two items. Let's go to our producer, Moshe Kravitz, and find out what did we forget to talk about today. Well, you guys didn't forget to talk about this first thing because it just came out. Yeah, I was just going to mention this. Go ahead, Moshe. Yeah, according to Chris Mortensen, there's a belief that Colts quarterback Carson Wentz will probably be traded or released before March 19th. The reason for that timing is is March 19th is when $15 million in his base salary would become guaranteed. His future in Indianapolis looks, quote, bleak. Wow. Ray, uh, what a disaster. Um, I, I take no you know, joy in that, to be honest with you. I mean, whatever. He quit on this city and turned his back on the franchise and did all that, but it is astounding to me what he fell from from what we saw that second year, that Super Bowl season, when he was the MVP until he got hurt, to now a guy who was traded by the Eagles to the team they wanted to go to, to Frank Reich. Yep, seemed like the perfect situation. How did it just go so bad for him, Ray? I I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's, it's going to go down as if if Chris is right, and, and you and I both know Chris Mortensen, he's, to me, one of the most credible reporters that's out there. No doubt. Um, I mean, he, I'm sure he got this from Chris Ballard. I'm sure he got this from the Colts general manager. Because Chris Ballard, at the end of the regular season, when he met with the press, was asked about Carson, was asked about the quarterback situation and gave no assurances that Wentz would be back. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty startling, actually, his answer. It was, well, we're going to have to see about that. Yeah. Uh, which was sort of a, are you kidding me? And now, so that's why this... Uh, while it's surprising, uh, and when you put it in the context of his statement at the end of the year, kind of makes sense. And and as Moshe reported it, this was what Chris was reporting that that his, the, it is over for him in Indianapolis, and he will either be he will either be traded, or he will be released outright. Well, I can't imagine somebody's going to take him in trade and pay that fifteen mil. If you assume that if I don't take him, they'll cut him, and then we can try to pick him up much cheaper. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that'll be something to watch. How about that? Okay, <laughs> Moshe, I don't know if you can top that one. Well, maybe not, but uh, tonight could possibly be, likely maybe, Al Michaels' last NBC broadcast alongside Chris Collinsworth and, and with that whole crew. It's also his 11th Super Bowl that he's called, tying him with Pat Summerall for most by a play-by-play man of all time. Uh, so he's says he's not retiring. He gets plenty of time to play golf. But at this kind of turning point in Al Michaels' career, I wanted to know if you guys could reflect on, on Al Michaels' career to this point. Sure. First of all, former Tell Us Your Story guest, which we really enjoyed, and uh, a guy who arguably made the greatest call in the history of sports, being the 1980 Olympics. Uh, well, I'll let Ray kind of put it in perspective, but I will say this. The, the rumor has it, that Al Michaels next year is going to go to Amazon Prime, which is going to start streaming exclusively 15 Thursday night games, which uh, you will get if, if uh, on over-the-air TV if you live in the home market, but otherwise not be able to get, which means that a lot of people are going to be watching these games on Amazon Prime. It's a, it's a big moneymaker for Amazon. And they're trying to get Al Michaels there, and apparently the the deal is going to allow him to call a couple NBC games, maybe one playoff game, but that's what he's going to do. By the way, Ray, just as an aside, and then I'll let you reflect on Michaels, if that happens, is that going to be the thing that will finally bring you to streaming? 
<laughs> if they take the NFL off of TV, you're gonna right. You're gonna finally have to get there. Yeah, you kind of know how I feel about Thursday night football. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. So Moshe asked perspective. Al Michaels' career. Uh, well, I think he's the I think he's the best football play by play man uh, that I've ever heard. Um, I think that he's uh, his his ability to call the game, bring some personality to it, a little bit of a sense of humor, and never get in the way of his color man. And he's worked with. He's worked with all of them. He's worked with Collinsworth for a long time. He worked with John Madden. He worked with Deardorff. I mean, he's worked with he's worked with all the different color guys, and he makes them all look good. Uh, and um, I just think his yeah his uh, his ability to paint the picture, his preparation. He's he's never he's never at a loss for um, for for rules. And I mean, he's just on top of everything. And I just I know I'm a little bit not great, but I know I'm somewhat. And I've seen how he comes in, and I've seen how he prepares. Unlike a lot of play-by-play guys, he will actually sit in with his color analyst and watch tape together. He goes into every broadcast having done his homework and fully prepared, and it shows. It shows in the product, and that's why he's still, geez, he's 77 years old, and he's still as much in demand as he's ever been. And I saw that the possibility, I do think the Amazon thing is going to happen. It seems like that's pretty much a done deal. But the possibility is ESPN is coming back, and they would like to get him back to do Monday Night Football on ESPN, which he did for which he did for a long, long time, uh, and I, it's it's the only question is can he juggle both of those things? But apparently he's considering that option. Wow, a guy his age to be that good and that in demand is is uh, pretty impressive. And and yes, Collinsworth also today, and and I. I I, I liked Collinsworth, and I'm telling you that Super Bowl 52, when it just seemed that he so wanted the storyline to be that Tom Brady was going to lead him back to victory, right up to the moment where when the pass falls incomplete at the end, you audibly hear him groan, soured me forever on Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, you're not alone. I mean, the, uh, a, a lot of the people in the city heard that groan. Yes. The Eagles fans, and who always, who always said, and my wife was one of them, would always say, why does Chris Collinsworth hate the Eagles? And I always said, that's not really true. It's just, you know, he's, I think he's an equal opportunity critic. You know, he'll, he'll, you know, if somebody, some team does something wrong, if some coach does something wrong, players something bonehead, he'll say it, you know, and, and, and fans of those teams take that stuff personally. But I always thought he called a pretty straight up honest game until that day. And I have yep. to say, he totally, he totally bought into the storyline that here comes Tom Brady, uh, here comes Tom Brady riding to the rescue once again, and he wanted that to happen. He yes, really he wanted that to happen. Yes, he was rooting he for did. it to happen, yep. and you know that's that that's the one thing that's the one thing an announcer cannot allow happen. And all the stuff people had said about him, you know, hating the Eagles. I don't know if he ever hated the Eagles, but on that particular day, he was certainly rooting for Tom Brady. Amen. What's next, Mosh? Well, uh, we're nine days into the Olympics. I want to oh. see if you guys have watched any of it. And Ray? if you have watched any of it, any thoughts you care to share? Ray, I watched for the first time last night. Oh, really? Yeah, well, so we went to dinner at our next-door neighbor's house. Uh, and uh, Happy birthday, Sangita, by the way. And uh, I got home, I uh, like 10-something, ten 10-ish. And uh, it's like, I didn't want to go to bed, but I didn't want to invest in really watching anything. And I said, like, oh, let's see what's on the Olympics. So I turned it on the main network, and they had snow dancing or whatever, <laughs> acrobats and half pipes, you know, like that stuff that mm-hmm. I just had no interest in. Right. And so I just, like, put on the guide, like, what else can I watch? And, Ray, I have to admit, I spent 
good 20, 25 minutes invested in Great Britain versus China curling. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The Brits took them down. Well, I figured they would. They were big favorites. Well, I had the big lead, and then China's coming back, but the Brits uh, pulled out a 7-6 victory, and it was the first Olympics I watched. And, I mean, we've you know, I have a soft spot for curling. I actually had done it earlier in my life, and it's one of those things you can watch without tremendous emotion or investment of energy. Yeah, that's true. And so I did. Uh, and I know, uh, to Moshe's question, you've clearly been – watching the figure skating but less for what's on the ice than who's behind the boards correct correct i've been uh, i've been watching the figure skating because my son is shooting it <laughs> yeah of course i have a i have a rooting interest there i'm uh, i'm admiring the camera work and i was i was really i was really happy for nathan chen uh the, you know the uh, the american uh male figure skater the best the best skater probably in the world who Probably should have won a gold medal four years ago, but had a rough tournament and has kind of been living with it ever since. And came back this year to redeem himself and did. I mean, his uh, if you have a chance, if you if you didn't see it live, um, you can YouTube it and see his uh, his his long skate, his long program, the free skate. Uh, it's absolutely spectacular. It's it's one it's one of the great freestyle skating exhibitions you will ever see. I didn't realize that they've they've changed the uh, the format. That they, they you can now use that the music you skate to can now be vocal. It used to always be you yeah. ha- it had to be instrumental. Now it can yeah. be vocal. Yeah. And he yeah. and he skated to a kind of a compilation, kind of a mash of Elton John stuff. But most of it was Rocket Man. And uh, it's um, Nathan Chen. I mean, hit it way out of the park and won the gold medal. And I was really happy to see that because David David has been around him through the practices and through the competition and said that he seems like a very nice guy and he was kind of rooting for him and boy he came through in a big way well, i didn't notice nathan chen but i did notice the cameraman there behind the glass and david looked, was spectacular oh he was all over it all right right bengals 27 rams 24 i'm gonna pick the upset you uh i'm going with the rams uh i just think i i just i just think that their defense their front seven is going to be too good uh and uh, i love joe burrow and i'm sure he'll get this opportunity again i just I just think that the the Rams defense is going to be too much for the right. Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. So I'm saying Rams 30 to 24. All right. Uh, should be a good game. Moshe Kravitz, thanks to you. Let's get out of here. Give John Johnson his turn. Ray and I will see you next week. And Ray, I will see you Tuesday night, Puddler's Kitchen and Tap, 630 to 930. Big charity event for Philadelphia Youth Basketball, hosted by Mark Zumoff. Brews with Zoos. We'll see you then. And Ray and I will see you next Saturday on 94 WIP.